Okay, so we are continuing the series called Airplane Mode, in which we are talking about prayer. And last week we talked about the Lord's Prayer and just about how Jesus said, pray. Like, it, it, sometimes, often, we make too much of it. Now, it, it's okay to be afraid to pray in public. We talked about that, too, and how people think see it as a personal thing, or they see it as something that uh, they're not very good at, even though the Lord doesn't look at it that way. But Jesus is like, you just talk, and he gave an example, and that's what the Lord's Prayer comes from. But it's basically just talking to God and saying, this is what I, I am. This is who I am. This is what I want. Now, the thing to remember when you're praying uh, is you don't have to have a special format. You don't have to say certain words. Uh, and sometimes you're going to kind of not really know how to say things, just like any other time in our lives. But the Holy Spirit translates that for us. And so we talked about that last week. This week we're going to go continue on prayer, and we're going to talk about effective prayer. And this is Matthew 7, 7 through 11. Uh, and this is Jesus speaking. Keep on asking, and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking, and you will find. Keep on knocking, and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be open. So this is Jesus saying, uh, be persistent. He's saying, don't just pray once and then walk away. Uh, keep praying. Keep talking. Keep asking for things. Now, when he says everything that you ask for, you will receive, this is when your heart is in the right place. So people that pray and like, hey, give me a million dollars, sadly, that doesn't work. I remember when I was a kid, uh, I had a bunch of He-Man toys, and there was a new Hordak figure that came out, and I prayed very specifically for one of my old toys to turn into the Hordak. That didn't happen, because God's not a genie. But if you pray persistently, pray consistently, um, it can be hard. Now, I think everybody here, when we pray, we kind of sometimes pray for the same things over and over again, but we can get discouraged because sometimes the answer is wait, and that can be very hard. Sometimes it's no, and that can be even harder. And so he's saying, even when it's no, keep praying because maybe timing is involved. One of the things to remember with everything that we do is we have free will, which means that the reason, one of the reasons God doesn't act like a genie is number one, that would be silly, but number two, he wants us to make our own choices. And because we have free will, because we uh, wanted free will, everything that happens, happens. Now, that doesn't mean that he's never involved, and it doesn't mean that there's no healing, and it doesn't mean that there aren't miracles. Those things do happen. But free will means that, for the most part, everything that we face, uh, it's based on our decisions and based on our choices. And so praying consistently means that we feel him with us, and that uh, maybe, for example, in a test, if you pray, hey, please, Lord, help me to know every answer, but you've never opened up the book to study, that's probably not going to happen. But if you studied and you've worked hard and you're like, please help me to remember what, what I thought, maybe it's, that will help. Like he will help you to focus and help you to think. And so it's things like that. And he continues to say, you will get what you ask for. You will get what you ask for. Keep seeking and you'll find it. No matter what you want, he'll give it to you. And again, this is because of our hearts, because the more you pray, the more you're in tune with him. The more you're in tune with him, the closer you are in a relationship. As we talked about last week, and we've probably talked about before, uh, if you have a really close friend, you talk to them a lot, and you share things with them, and, and you uh, tell them your dreams and hopes. Probably not all the time, but you know, you're like, hey, this really sucks right now in my life, and I hate it, and I don't know how to deal with it. And, and you don't even necessarily want them to answer it. You're just kind of talking to them. Or this is really awesome. I can't wait to tell you. And you're like, you can't wait to talk to them about it. You can't wait to share with them. You can't wait to, to tell them what's going on in your life. And then vice versa. Like You're happy to listen to what they, they share as you have like your headset on, and you're playing Call of Duty or Apex if you're young, and you're doing all that. 
and or Fortnite if you're cool or not cool actually. But um, you're you're like talking and you like to share and it's kind of fun and it's kind of neat and you grow closer to them and you become best friends and all of that. That's what prayer is and that's what he's saying here. He's like the more you ask for something, the more you realize that you have him and he will help you to see what you need. He will help you to to see what is best for you and every door will be open. So if you pray. Uh, for for the right path, like he's going to direct you to that. He's going to help you to feel that. Um, also, there's never when he talks about the open doors. One of the things that happens a lot is when people are getting ready to go to college. Uh, sometimes they get really nervous about what if I choose the wrong college and I go the wrong path. For the most part, that's not how it works. Like if you're trying to follow his path and you're actively praying and saying, hey, help me to seek your path, you're okay. Like you're going in the right way. Just like there's a, a phrase where Jesus talks about the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. And, you know, that's the only unforgivable sin. People sometimes get really scared and like, what if I'm doing this? What if I've blasphemed? Basically what that actually means is... Uh, if you continually say no to the Holy Spirit and don't ask for forgiveness, then you're not going to be forgiven, which means essentially he's saying if you don't ask for forgiveness, then you're not going to be forgiven. So that kind of makes sense. It's not actually like a thing you can accidentally do. And so if you're worried about it, if you're thinking about it, then, then he's helping you with it. And so if you're looking for the right path, maybe you're not going to make every right turn, but he will help you to find it. I've talked about my own life and how uh, when I was graduating college near the end of the year, I felt the call into ministry. I had no idea how to do that. I had no idea what, to, what it meant. I'm scared of public speaking, all of these things. And so I just kept going. I, I worked for the government, secret capacity. I uh, worked as a reporter. I went to grad school for creative writing because I wanted a lot of money. And actually, I wanted to owe a lot of money is how that actually works. And uh, all of these things. But then when I came back to home and started help, helping to take care of my grandma and I started going to church again there, uh, I started to volunteer and I started to get into the ministry and I realized that the door wasn't shut. I just had to learn some other things to get to it. Now, if I had accepted the call right then, something would have opened then. So it's, again, he's telling us, you don't look at it as if there's like this one narrow path and if you make a wrong turn or you brush your teeth in the wrong way or you skip school that day when you should have gone, then you're never going to get on it again. Again, if you're trying and you're doing your best to follow him and you're doing your best to grow towards him and you're doing your best to be like him, you're going to be okay because you're actually trying. And then sometimes you're going to mess up and sometimes you're going to turn wrong. But if you keep seeking him, even then he will help you. And he's led me back to this path. And obviously you see that I'm doing that now. Uh, next part of the scripture, last part of the scripture. You parents, if your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Or if they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? Kind of a funny thing, but I wouldn't. Um, of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will, he will your heavenly father give good gifts to those who ask him? So basically he's saying here, he knows what you need. Um, sometimes we ask for things that wouldn't be good for us. And I don't even mean in terms of like, oh, I want this really fast car that I'm going to get tickets for and then get arrested. Uh, I mean, sometimes we ask for things that would not make our life better. We ask for relationships. We ask for uh, positions. We ask for uh, maybe even jobs, things like that, where it's like if we actually had them and we went down that path, it would make things worse, even though we don't realize that. God knows that. And so he's saying if your kid asks for something and it's not good for them, if they ask to have ice cream for every single meal, are you going to do that? No, of course you're not. Like, that would be horrible. Like, they're, they're going to die by, like, the third year of that, probably sooner than that. Uh, and no nutritional value and all of that. 
And so he's like, if you ask me for something, I'm going to help you to find it. I'm going to help you to find what you need because he knows what we need. The thing with prayer, as I've said last week and as I'll say this week, is you keep doing it. It's not, that, it's not a thing where like you ask once or you pray once and then boom, you're good for life. Um, it's you pray and then you pray and then you pray and you keep going and you keep asking and you keep hoping and you keep trusting. There's a story in the Old Testament with Joshua who followed Moses as the leader of Israel at the time. And they're going, Israel's going to war because they're getting ready to take the country and they've never been in there before and it's the promised land and all this stuff. And Joshua, during the battle, like they're winning, but everybody, like the side that they're winning against is running away and it's starting to get dark. And if they got away, then they'd be able to hide and get other people and ambush them and all this stuff and it would have cost more life. And Joshua prayed, uh, let the sun stand still. Like, God, make the sun stand still. And because it was such this bold, huge prayer, the sun actually stood still in the sky for hours, like longer than it should have. And there's probably an astronomical reason for it, but it's God allowing it to happen in that moment, allowing it to work out in that moment, allowing the science to work out in that moment so that it would work out for them, so that it would happen. Um, and, and that's because he was boldly asking. And so again, Jesus here is not just saying pray for the basic stuff, although do that, but pray for big stuff, like pray for your hopes, pray for your dreams, pray for something huge, pray for, for things to work out. And maybe they don't, but if you keep praying and you keep seeking and you keep growing, then you're going to find something that does. As I said, I had a lot of different jobs before I found my way into this. And I was a reporter and I worked for the government and uh, I worked in a group home for a while. I was a counselor, like a mental health counselor. Uh, ironic, but true. I was all of these different things. I was a sports reporter, various different things. And each of them was fine, but until I started getting into the ministry, it never was really right. Uh, I did like being a tennis coach, but I was in the ministry at the time too. But, but it's like I kept seeking and I kept seeking and the things weren't evil and they weren't awful and, and they worked for a while, but it was never quite right. I knew that it was never quite right until the door opened uh, when the youth pastor in Seymour left and he put in my name to, to take over. And then I got into the ministry and then I ended up coming to Ohio who has no idea how to draw city lines or do road construction because every road going one way in town is all closed at the same time, which is genius. But... Uh, it's, it feels better here. Like it feels more like home here. I feel like I'm actually a part of something and all of that is good. And it's because I kept seeking because God knew reporting, Hey, you're good at this. It's cool, but that's not who you are. And so I kept seeking and I kept seeking. So you might have a lot of different things. You might have a lot of different tries. You might have a lot of different paths, but if you keep trying and you persistently keep trying and keep praying and keep seeking, he will help you to find the right one. And, and that is so awesome because more than anyone else, he will also allow you to learn the lessons you need to learn and help you to grow from that because he loves you more than anything you could ever imagine. And that's all I got.